Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get into the Redskins game. Washington football oh, team. Oh, my God. It, it, that guy sets a habit. You know what? I almost feel like starting... Right. I almost feel like starting over again, but let's just keep going. You're right. Oh, Sorry. No, some people on Twitter are very upset. <sighs> call the Redskins. The Washington football team. My bad, guys. Yeah. Before we get into the Washington football team, you're doing these film breakdowns, and they're excellent, right? There was one, all right? There was one that stands above the rest. It is, it is the first place prize of film breakdowns. And it was titled, Perfectly, What the Hell is This? Now, <laughs> growing up on South Cook Avenue in Trenton, New Jersey, I watched every game with my father and sister. And I can't tell you the amount of times, Chris, that my dad would say to me, I think our guys just run out and turn around. Now, <laughs> I don't want to argue with my dad during the game. It's, it's our, our three-hour time together. No matter how much we disagree on everything else as a teenager and he's a dad, this is our three-hour time together. I'm not going to argue with him. I just would say, yeah, I don't know, Dad. But I would think it's not that easy. Well, Chris, <laughs> you showed beyond a shadow of a doubt that that is the case sometimes. And I think you captured the spirit of every father and grandfather. And I know you didn't mean to do this. <laughs> in the, every Giant fan around the world in one tweet when you said, what the hell is this? And then you went on to talk about the five receivers that went out and simply turned around. I thought it was one of the best I've ever seen. Um, and that's from anyone. It was, I laughed. I, I felt like I laughed. I cried because it's my team. Um, it has 27,000 views. And I've got to be honest with you, the responses from the, from the Cowboy fans <laughs> are hilarious. They're not like poking fun. They're just like, yeah, welcome to our world. And then one guy even wrote, this guy needs to be on ESPN. So, Chris, hats off to you, man. That was one of the best I've seen. And I, I, I still watch it and I laugh and I, at your expressions, at the way you pointed out. I thought it was perfectly done. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Uh, a couple of things on that. Unfortunately, that's not the only time I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> we actually saw it on a, on, a, on a fourth down play in Chicago. When right. he needed a touchdown, it basically was the same thing, except five guys out in routes. It was four. Right. Okay. Right. Um, I even asked Daniel Jones, was there somebody, I thought maybe I missed something. Was there somebody like clearing out underneath? And Jones was just like, uh, he answered me. He goes, no, nah, all four went hands on. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> waiting for something else. <laughs> but the funny part is, Jimmy, you kind of covered it. You kind of covered it at the tail end just now of your, you know, of what you were just, your talking point. <laughs> Is that, yeah, you know, a lot of giant fans and nation, Giants Nation, and you, you goes back to your father, my yeah. father, you know, people's talking about, yo, dad, come on, dad, stop. It's not that easy, whatever, right? Right. Right. But I also caught the attention, like you just mentioned, of the Cowboys Nation. Right. Right. <laughs> what happened was, and Jerry, you pointed this out to me, somebody retweeted it to a Cowboys writer or something. Yeah. Who then, who then picked up on it, and then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm reading it. Yeah. The responses. And I say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Obviously, this isn't Giant fans because you, you read the responses and they were like, well, we saw this for 10 years. We told you. He's your problem now. Hey, it's not going to change. Get used to it, right? That's all you saw. They were hilarious. 
And it was hilarious. Yeah. And I started looking up, you know, and you see when you start hitting the profiles of these people responding, and you see Dow's fan, yeah. Dow's this, that, right? And I yeah. was like, holy crap, you know, yeah. not a good sign, dude. Not a good. Uh, look, I'm not here, you know. I, I'm not here. We're not here, Jerry, me and you just get on people, no. ridicule them, no. point them out, say, oh, this guy's a. This guy's an idiot. You know, this guy, get, you know, look, that, that's that's high school crap. Right, okay? Right. That's that's immature shit. You see too much of that crap. Yeah. And yeah, I said shit. You could keep it too, Jerry. That's okay? Fine. okay? And, and not dub it. <laughs> there's, there's, there's too much of that in his media. You know, basically a lot of people in the media are high school kids who got a little power behind the pen. And I think they're tough guys, you know, yeah. ridiculing people and all that, right? Right. Uh, they've never been smacked in their face in their whole life. But now they're tough guys behind a you know, uh, typewriter or whatever it might be. Or in this case, a laptop, right? Okay. Right. So... The point was, Jerry, is that that was sad. That yeah. was sad. And I've seen that a few times. But I said, you know what? I saw it last week, Jerry. And I said, I got to put this on. Because you know what? Years ago, dude, before they started coming out with these all 22s that everybody could watch. Yeah. You know, a coach might say, oh, yeah, we did this, we did that. Right. But nobody knew, right? Right. But now it's on tape. Right. You can't. The tape does like the old expression. The tape doesn't lie. Right. And when I say something like that, you know, I look at it, and you talk about creative route trees or whatever the hell they're doing. You look at that and you say, "What the heck was that?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, Jason Garrett. The tape doesn't lie. Like, how creative is that play? And so now we talk about the Bears game, right? And I pointed it out after the Bears game, like, guys, four guys ran routes in the end zone. Know how hard it's going to be to score in that play, right? Yeah. And so what did I do? Just to sh kind of point it out to people, I hit the play up that Seattle used the other night. Right. Right? Yep. For the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be done. You yeah. know, you can't just have four guys running curls, digs, in the end zone, or in this case, you know, on this one play, five guys running, basically running curls. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. A little digs, whatever, but, you know, so it's not a good look. And you know what, Jerry? If it was like maybe it happened, you know, it happens once in a while, okay, we got we to – but when you saw the responses from the Dallas fans right. saying this is what they saw for 10 years, it's not going to change, welcome to Jason Garrett's world. But I have to be, I have to be honest with you, it was alarming. Chris, the bewilderment in your voice was what did it. And it's like, what, what, we, uh, we got to be better than this. And I'm just like, this is so perfect. And look, I don't want to get into it now, but you have to wonder if Jason Garrett would have been Joe Judge's choice because you know that he was pushed by the Maris on Judge like McAdoo was pushed on Coughlin. I'm just going to say it because it's true. Um so I hope this gets better. I, we like Jason Garrett. We think he's a class act. Um, and I, I, I'm rooting for him. But these are the things that are very alarming, like you said. So there you go. Uh, and you look at some things. And it's not like, you know, we're averaging 370 yards a game. And we're, right. and we're ninth in the league in score uh, offense. And, we, you know, we're averaging 23 points. Uh, you know, then I, I point something out like that. And I'd be like, oh, come on, Chris. You, you're acting like an idiot now. All right, it was one play. You know, but how's our offense been? Oh, awful. I mean, we're almost last in the league in offense. Mm. We're averaging a little over, you know, the the, uh, the game last week kicked us up to like 13 a game now, whatever it is, right? If they, they have had one 300-yard game of total offense, and that was last week, and it was 300 yards right on the head, okay? 
so you look at things like that and you say, well, what are we doing? You know, Daniel Jones in this offense has regressed. He was better on the Sherman's offense. That's a fact. Right and, now. and that's amazing, right? And, and maybe uh, I'm sorry to go off on this, but now it's now it's out there. Pat Shermer's offense, I'm not talking about the play calling because he was horrible at play calling, horrific play caller. But Pat Shermer's offense, you could argue, is more towards Daniel Jones' skill set than Jason Garrett's. And that only seems to happen to a team like the Giants. (laughs) Well, look, the numbers don't lie, Jerry. Right. Okay, the numbers don't lie. Daniel Jones, now, you know, he's got two touchdowns in five games. Right. He had 24 last year in 13 games. How many played last year, Jerry? Uh, I played. Well, he was out the first. The first two were Eli, and then um, the Eagle yeah, game. He didn't play. 13 games, right? He played. I think he played 12 because the the, the Miami game too. Eli won. Right. I think okay. he played 12 games. Okay, so 24 games. Uh, uh 24. Excuse me. 24 touchdowns this yeah. year. He's lucky at, at the rate he's going. Lucky he gets 11. Yeah. Uh, so look, I know that a lot of people want to talk about all season. Yeah, I'll give you that. But we're in week six now, and none okay? since, none since week one too. Yeah, I mean this all season stuff now isn't coming into play anymore. All right, uh, you know they got to show some progress here. And I, I was just pointing out. I, look, I was just pointing out, and then I put out there. You know, I, then I watched every one of Evan Ingram's routes. What he did, mm. and I'm going to say it again. Evan Ingram's not being used right in this offense. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's not being used right in this offense. Last year on the Sherman's offense, he was on pace for over 80 catches. This year, he's on pace for about eight, it seems like. Okay? <laughs> he's not being used right in this offense. And Garrett is not using this guy right. I know, you know, look, I know Evan could run sloppy routes at times. He could drop off. He's not being used right. And this all has to change starting against Washington Sunday. All right, I'm going to ask you a, que- a question before we get to Washington. Why? And I know the answer is going to be, well, Witten's better. But why was Jason Witten so successful in Garrett's offense as opposed to Evan Ingram? Because Witten was great at finding, you know, th- that area in space. Yeah. You know. Uh, and, I'm, I'm asking for, like, for everybody. That's I'm asking that question for everybody. That's all. Yeah, I mean, look, they're two different players, Jerry. You yep. know, Witten is a sound all-around Hall of Fame tight end. Yep. You know, he could run a seam. He could get in space. He could, he's great in the red zone and all right. that. Right. So Evan's a type of different type of athlete, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, it's not it's not fair to compare Evan. Yep. Why why was this guy? You know, because Evan's not being used right. Right. I'm sorry, he's not being used right. You got to use him in a different skill set. Yeah. You you remember last year when he did that little seven route and he. You know, against Tampa Bay, yep. he went 75 yeah. damn yards. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then, Chris, I asked that question because I used to say when, when Witten was with Dallas and we couldn't cover him, I used to say, all this guy does is go out and turn around. There's nothing exotic about his routes and we couldn't cover him. So I'm like, uh, like I, I kind of know the answer. I just kind of asked that question just for the, hell, the sake of asking it because I'm sure there's people out there saying, well, then why did it work for Witten? Those routes were more suited to a guy like Witten than Evan Ingram. That's the reality. And Ingram's yeah. such a good athlete. You got to get him the ball as he's moving. As my dad would say, we got to get these guys the ball as they're moving. Yeah, I mean, Jerry, you know, look, Witten ran sound routes. He right. was so smart. He, he's a much better route runner than Evan. You know, he's, yeah. a, he's just a much better. He just he was just a much, well, he's still playing, but, but he's yeah. just a much better all-around sound tight end. I mean, you know, yeah. you know but th- the point is that, okay, that, that, that was Jason's skill set. Now, how are we going to use Evan and his skill set? 
you yep. know? Yep. You know, Judge likes to talk about, well, what are we doing? What can these guys do? Let's not talk about what they can't do. Well, what can they do? Well, guess what, Coach Judge? Right. You're not using Evan Ingram right. Okay? Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, until that gets corrected, or you know, or if I'm the head coach, I'd be like, Jason, what are we doing? And even the seams, he ran four seams last week. And it's like the defense knew it. Like they were in the cover two. Uh, they were they were two safety back, shell at the back, and there was no chance for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you got to create mismatches in this league. You know, this they got a couple of linebackers watching that don't really cover well. Mm. And you saw it, you know, I put a play on Twitter. You, Sean Payton, uh, excuse me, Sean McVay, a real sharp offensive line, he found ways. And I used, I showed one example of his tight end getting on a linebacker. Yeah. How do he do it? Okay, so you're going to line up your, your, your good tight end, General Levitt, who's who's really turned into an excellent tight end, right, for the Rams. Yeah. You're going to line them up at a slot all the time, Jerry. Well, guess what? They're going to roll over a safety. Yeah. They might even throw a corner, right? But guess what? So Sean McVay says, okay. And I was watching the film. I looked at the film, yeah. right? Yeah. So Sean McVay turned around and said, okay, you want to do that? Watch this. He put Everett in the backfield as an H. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. My phone. Right? He puts him as an H. He shoots him out. Well, now a linebacker has to pick him up. Bostic yeah. didn't realize that linebacker Bostic, who you'll see Sunday, didn't even know what the hell was going on. Yeah. <laughs> it was a play action. Everett's out in a flat now. Bostic is in no man's land. 40 yard gain. Yeah. But, but Jerry, you understand what I'm saying? This is the coaching aspect of it. Yep. Yeah. You can't keep just line. Evan, you're going to put him in a slot. All right, move him around. Right. Get him off the line and run routes, not just slot run routes. Motion, okay. baby. Give us some motion. God, Something. Like, look, the film doesn't lie. Right. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Right. So speaking of mismatches, uh, you also put out another tweet that got my attention, at least. And you said, you know, I'm really thinking the Giants are going to get the first win this week. Like, almost like, guys, slow down. Like, the Washington, I'm going to say it again. The Washington football team <laughs> has a very good front seven, you know, front four, and can get to the quarterback, they have a win, we don't, and our offensive line is still in shambles. I know we're favored by three and a half, but I think it's a, a based on history kind of a favor, three and a half. Like, was he always beat Washington? Like, the Eagles should be favored by 30 against this because we never beat them. So, I, so I, I don't know. We can get into this, but I don't feel particularly great about this Sunday. Oh, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> now, I think we should get out of this building Sunday with a win. Yeah. But to say, oh, yeah, we're winning this game. Oh, the Redskins have lost four in a row. They're down to Kyle. You know, they're playing Kyle Allen. Yeah. Uh, you know, all that. Uh, hey, I also saw this Redskins team dismantle the Eagles opening day in the second half. Yeah. And their defense had eight sacks and literally won that game for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, so you look at it and go, okay, well, look, you should feel like, okay, we should get a win Sunday, right? We have a very good chance. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You should feel like that. Yep. But if anybody's like, oh, well, we always beat the Redskins, which we do have pretty good success against them. But if you have the attitude like, well, we'll beat them. They're Kyle Allen's playing. They lost four in a row. They're in shambles. We'll take care of this Sunday. Oh, no way. Yeah. I mean, we never beat Philly and Dallas. So well, I guess we have to beat the Redskins. That's kind of the attitude. But anyway. we'll see because, you know, this league is all about how you match up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Giants offensive line hmm. does not match up with the Redskins defensive front. Washington. Uh, what? I'm sorry. Washington's sorry. defensive front. We're going to do the guys. We're going to do this like until we're totally used to it. I apologize. So that's what it is. 
So they're not gonna they're not gonna match up with those guys up front. Yeah. So you got to do a lot of vertical stuff. You know, do some vertical runs. So, so you know what I mean. Yeah. But we'll see how Garrett plays it. Um, but you know, it, it's not going to be easy. This defense is getting better. They got Kendall Fuller back a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he's solidifying that secondary. And Darby's playing pretty good on the other side. You know. Um. So these guys, look, they, they got active linebackers. Not sound all around linebackers, but Bostic and, and Pierre Luis. Uh, Pierre Luis is a. They're active guys, and you're going to see that Sunday. Yeah. This is not going to be easy, Jerry. So, like you just said, this, to feel comfortable, say, all right, we're going to get our first win Sunday, you got to be out of your mind. Right. And, and But at the same time, if they don't get a win here, I don't know when Ooh. the Giants are winning. They don't get a win here, man. Right. I don't, you know, it's, it's, come on, man. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, you know what? A lot of people felt they should have beat the 49ers, including myself, when they were down to Mullins, you know, and all those injuries. Right. But the 49ers still showed they're better coached and better and, and and more talent, even with a lot of hip backups, right? Yeah. And they schooled the Giants in the second half. But not that's not the case here with this team, brother. Yeah. This isn't the eight defending NFC champions coming here all banged up. This is right. the Redskins, man. Right, right. Uh, oh, this is the Washington team, man. And oh, you know, God. yeah, I know. You know, and, and, <laughs> Jerry, in my opinion, I don't feel comfortable about this, but in my opinion, you got to win this game Sunday, man. Yeah. Oh, you do. I'm just, I don't have a confident feeling about it, but you're right. If, like I said, if you don't win this week, when, when are we winning? What, what, what's the week we're going to win? I was going to ask you real quick, what do you make of Dwayne Haskins' future right now? Oh, well, I don't think it's going to be with Washington. I'm not even sure I even trust that sick thing. He's saying he's sick. And he's, you know, they told him I stay home. I don't even know what's going on down there. You know, isn't it funny? I wanted him over Jones. I admit it. But the red flag on him was that draft party where he was charging money for people to get into. And I thought, uh-oh, well, that's weird. Um, you just wonder where his head is and if he's got a future in the NFL now. I mean, to, to bail on your pick like that. All right, look, Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray aside because they had the number one pick that year and they, they wanted Murray. But they don't have another option right now, the Redskins. Uh, Washington. They're, I can't I'm going to – Bob Sagendor is going to murder us for this one. They don't have another option. It's it's Allen and uh, Alex Smith. It's not like a prized rookies out there. It, it's, I mean, you'd argue it's a, a downgrade. And they still went to the other quarterbacks. Yeah, obviously there's a lot more going on there, Jerry. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just, there's a lot amazing. more. So Rivera's not going to say it, but yeah. when they were going to look to me, it was like when Rivera sat him down, and then he made. And then they were going to make him inactive. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, Alex Smith, they were making, you know, before he came up with this, you know, he was sick. He had to stay home, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be Allen and then Alex Smith. And he was going to be inactive. Yeah. So uh, to me, Jerry, there's a lot more going on there. Yeah. Look, there was flair. You know, look, like you said, that draft party, they <sighs> had the hats made up, charging people. That was a major, yeah. major red flag. Made, yeah. man. I was yeah. like, wow, what's going on there? Yep. You know, and then. Looking bored on the sidelines there when he wasn't playing at the beginning of last year. Gruden wasn't putting him in, and basically he was told to play him that one time, right? Yep, yep. By Bruce, by Snyder. Yeah. Um, where Gruden did not want any part of putting Haskins in. That when you look at that, you say to yourself, "Well, what's going on here?" Right. Right. So there's a lot going on with Haskins. I'm not. Look, I can't give specifics. specifics. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm not yeah. There, yeah. But I think the signs on the wall kind of tell you that there's a lot of stuff going on there. And his future in Washington probably is probably not going to 
it's not going to happen anymore. Bro. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, to the Giants side. Um, I mean, it's more, unless you want to talk more about the uh, Washington football team. Um, Austin Mack, what do you think? Think he's going to get any playing time this week? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Uh, Judge was, you know, just uh, did a Zoom with us a little while ago. Yeah. The way he was talking about him, I think you're going to see him in the mix a little bit. Uh, last time he was promoted from the practice squad, you know, a couple of games ago, he was inactive, yeah. uh, which kind of surprised everybody. But this week, I think you're going to see him, Jerry. I think he's going to be in the mix. You're going to see him get get some snaps, and we'll see what happens. Good. Uh, they need a, a some kind of jump start at receiver. Like I said, Ratley's off the team. And, and you made a comment also that that kind of a mistake that he made on the um, – the pick play where Slayton's touchdown was uh, overturned, that that's a Belichick move, right? That that's a, if you make a mistake, you could lose your job over it. Well, when you're a mediocre talent. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I kind of got the, I kind of got the feeling that he ran a wrong route there, mm-hmm. negating that big play, right? Right. And Judge was like, uh, you know, that's an example, Jerry. Look, that's a Belichick move. That's a Jimmy Johnson move. Yeah, Cowboys, you know, yeah, yeah, where you kind of like you, you're pissed off about a guy you who you feel now. I don't know for sure this is what happened, but this is I'm kind of getting the feeling this is what happened, you know. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you know, you're pissed off about a guy who you feel maybe wasn't paying attention to detail, right? Right, right. ran a sloppy, whatever he did there, wrong, and then you look and say, you know what, <laughs> you hate to say because it it's you're dealing with human beings, you know, yeah. But it's expendable. Okay, you know what? I'm going to make a point here. This is what happens, right? Yeah. I'm going to cut a guy who has no future on his team, who's a mediocre talent. Right. And now everybody else sits up just a little more upright during meetings, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Look, it's an, it's an old Jimmy Johnson trick. He used to do it with the old Cowboys. Yep. You know? Uh, and Belichick, we all know. Uh, Belichick's ruthless, right? <laughs> we all know Belichick. Right, right. Um, And I think Judge kind of, Okay, well, watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, even uh, Parcells, somebody brought it up. Parcells did it with Lionel Manuel back in 1990. He was falling asleep in team meetings, and he, he was a successful giant, Lionel Manuel. He was reliable. He was something like he was always open. Uh, and and Fossil even did it with Bashir Livingston, right? He was a, when we got him, it was this kid who was going to ret- be the kick return. He was going to be great. And I forget what game it was. And again, another Twitter follower brought it up that those are the guys that's, that it, it reminds you of that. So it, it can be effective. Um, especially yeah. for bubble players like that. So it's not like yeah. it's not like we're cutting Riley Dixon anytime soon because he jumped the gun on the fake field goal. This yeah. is guys who are on the bubble, and, and you can't when you're on the bubble like that. And Phil McConkie said it in our interview: you can't make mistakes. You always feel, have mm. to feel like I'm going to get cut tomorrow. So well, that's that's the feeling I get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when you have a kid like Ratley who's very expendable, right? Yep. yep. You say to yourself, "This is a perfect opportunity." You're pissed off at what he did, right? Yeah. And then you say, okay, just to make the point of you, everybody better be listening to every damn meeting and paying attention to every damn detail. And you'd be surprised, Jerry, when these guys are in meetings, when they break up into their uh, group meetings, yeah. receiver room and all. And after something like that happens, you'd be surprised, dude. <laughs> these guys are set up a little bit more, you yep. know? Yep, I don't like, doubt it. Like, holy crap, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't doubt I, it. Look, I, don't, I have no problem with what Judge did. I think that's what happened. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's what happened. No, I think as a fan, you welcome stuff like that. It's holding and, and people accountable. No, yeah, Jerry, you know, so, you know, so uh, I have no problem if that's if that was the case. Of course, we'll never find that out. Judge will never say that, but yeah. I have no problem with it, Jerry. Yep. 
All right, guys, it is summertime, and at my bookie, um, it's the fall. This script has to be changed. Guys, it's the fall, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet Major League Baseball playoffs, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports fall of your lifetime is here. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of futures bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code G-I-A-N-T and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today, guys. Only at MyBookie. Promo code G-I-A-N-T. Before we get to the uh, ass-kicking session of the podcast, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Redskins? I mean, I I look at their offense with these quarterbacks, and I just think, I mean, I don't know. I, our defense, this should play into the hands of our defense, I would think. But I, I just have no faith in our offense, man. I I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I see like a 10-7 game. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, – that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm with you. I don't, maybe maybe – Maybe kick it up a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I know. Look, would a 10-7 game shock me? No, it wouldn't, Jerry. I know. Uh, because, you know, their defense is pretty decent. They're in the middle of the pack, which is getting, you know, who are getting a little bit better. Right. And the Giants offense has shown nothing. Now, I think our defense should, right, really play well. They have really one weapon, dude. Right. You know, and Terry McLaurin is really the only weapon they have. And they, look, they do put him in the slot yeah. a lot, and I expect that. You know, against the Giants, too. Uh, especially after the way C.D. Lamb, you know, I'm not comparing the two, but the way C.D. Lamb just hurt him, you know, from the mm-hmm. slot. Mm-hmm. So I expect that. Uh, but Kyle Allen, he's going to use his legs a lot, so you got to be careful of that, you know. Um, look, they're, they're running back, the third-round pick. They like him. But, you know, they're averaging, I think, three-something in a carry, one of the, you know, one of the, you know um, I think they're 31st, maybe even 32nd rank rushing, you know, as far as yards per carry and, not much there, Jerry. Defense should take advantage of this. Defense should be all over this offensive line. The Rams were all over them. Now, mind you, I know they have the best defensive lineman on the planet, you know. Uh, but the Giants' defensive line should c- control this offensive line up front. Yeah, I would think our defensive line is the best part of our team. I don't think there's denying that. Like that's the. I mean, I would make that argument every every day. Like Lawrence, Le- Leonard Williams, Tomlinson. I think that's. That's our best unit, I would say. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so we should do some things up front, and um, can't let Allen, you know, get out of there with his legs and hurt you, you know, moving his sticks and all that. All right, dude. Here we go. Um, I'm. Uh, I lost. I, I. I'm down a game from last week. The Atlanta Falcons. And again, I picked them at home. Of course, they lost. So I'm down six on the season. One o'clock. Bears at Panthers. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I love the way Carolina's playing. I'm going to go with Carolina. Oh, the Bears are 4-1. and one. The great Nick Foles is leading them. I'm going to go with my boy Nick Foles. Okay. <laughs> That's an okay like, well, I just gained another game. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Seven. Uh, that was an opposite okay like, oh, interesting. You know? <laughs> Bengals at Colts. We'll both go Colts on that one, right? You're not going to? Yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. Uh, but Baker Mayfield may not play. Browns at Steelers. 
I'm so rooting for the Browns in this one. Like that that's a that's a rivalry that's been so one sided for like, I don't know, fifty years, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta go with the Steelers at home, especially with Mayfield not sure if he's playing. Really, he he is questionable, Jerry. That's I, what I, I read. To, I read that today. I know he got banged up. I wasn't sure he was. Okay, I, wow. I, that's what I read today. I, you know what? I'll go with Pittsburgh. Even with even if Mayfield plays, I like Pittsburgh still. Okay, Lions at Jaguars. I will go first. Here's oh, your both, boys. They're you both one with? and three. I'm going my boys, the Jaguars. Everybody, bet heavy on line on the Lions with my bookie promo code G I A N T. You know what? I'm gonna go with you this week. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars still. Nice. Nice. There we go. Uh, Texans at Titans. I would imagine we both go Titans on that one. Yes, Titans. Yeah. Mike Vrabel. Huh? My God. What? They whipped up on Buffalo the other night. That was... Oh, the Josh Norman, huh? Woo! Woo! (laughs) Launched. Launched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's a good one. Falcons at Vikings. Um... I, you know, look, Minnesota lost it real tough. Man, they should have won that game. Yeah. I'll go with Minnesota at home. Yeah, it's not a bad one in three. I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. Ooh, here's a good one. Ravens at Philly. I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> Me too, brother. Nice. Broncos at Patriots. New England. Yeah, me too. Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins aren't nearly as bad as the Jets. I'll go Dolphins. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. Uh, Jets, I could, Jets, I could Jets, go with the Jets. Yeah, they, might win, they may not win a game for real. <laughs> I mean, I know we say that, like, oh, they're going to go 0-16. No, they really may go 0-16. Did you see the, the back page of the post? The 96 Jets are, like, talking trash. <laughs> that's embarrassing, huh? Oh, that's terrible. The Rich Kotai Jets are talking trash to the 2020 Adam Gase version. How does that guy still have a job? Uh, anyway, it's not my problem. Packers at Buccaneers, 425. That's a good one. I'm going to go that's with a, the Pack. Yeah, are you going with Packers. Um... You know what? I like the. You know what, Jerry? I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna go with. I think Tampa wins that one at home. It's a close. It's a. It's a tight one, but I'm gonna go. Ever since you said it, man, Aaron Rodgers on a mission. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, eight o'clock Sunday night, Rams at 49ers. Oh man, the 49ers got you know, they got smoked last week, man. Yeah. By Miami, Garoppolo gets yanked at halftime. Uh, he didn't that's, look good. That's uh, crazy. I, I like. Uh, I like. I like the way the Rams are playing. I'll go with the Rams. Yeah, me too. Um, just because the 49ers seem like they're in shambles right now. Unless they played us, then they look like a Super Bowl team. Well, they only, they've only beaten the Jets and Giants. <laughs> they, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Monday night, Chiefs at Bills. Wow, we did not see the Chiefs losing last week, did we? Raiders. Oh, no. Good no, for the I Raiders, not, man. Good I game. did not, and I don't see them losing two in a row. I'll go with KC. It's in Buffalo, mm-hmm. but it's not cold enough yet for <laughs> me to take the Bills. I like Josh Allen, too. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. And Cardinals at Cowboys. Mm. After seeing the Cowboys last week, I'm going to go with the Cardinals easily. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A little too much uh, Banana Hawkins than that one. I'm going to go with Arizona, too. No, we're not too different this week, so this is really going to tell if I stink at this. All right, last but not least, the Washington football team at New York Football Giants. Who do you have? All right, I'm not like we just talked about. Not real confident, but I'm gonna go with the Giants. Hey, you know what? They got this one, huh? They, I'm going with the football team. You going with Washington? Yeah, because until like we said it, until the Giants win, I'm not taking them. You got to show me something, guys. 
you can't be, you know, Lucy and I'm Charlie Brown and you pull the ball out every time. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Sorry, guys. I know everyone's going to get mad about that. But, you know, I'm still rooting. Just, oh, you're uh, right. Didn't you go with San Francisco a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Since um, You were right about that. So. Since the Bears game, right? Since right. that game, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done picking them. So somehow we're three and a half point favorites. All right. Question time. There's a good question from the Mecca of NYG. Great work as always, even though you are reporting and analyzing the team. Always feels like you're still fans living and dying with us. <laughs> you got that right, Mecca. That said, Chris, how do you keep a professional demeanor in the press box when you see buffoonish plays and bad coaching? I know I couldn't. I'll, I'll let you answer this, but I would imagine Twitter helps you, no? With some venting or no? <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, you're a professional, Chris, but I'm just yeah, saying, like, the fact that you can take the Twitter quickly and be like, I don't know what the hell that guy was doing on that play. Yeah, 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 you could do that. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, you can't act like that up in the media booth. Yeah. That's just all part of the uh, thing, you know? You can't, yep. you know, you, you can't sit in the media booth and start yelling and screaming. You'll, you'll be escorted out of the media booth. Yeah, unless you're, right. the, uh, unless you're the Eagles, then you can cheer. That was, the, that was a shocker to me. Well, I heard, I, I've heard that, too, before. Those media lunatics, they... they like, a couple of times they were like, yeah, yes. That was my first game. Ken Palmer let me go for him in 2013. I think the Giants were 0-4. And that's when they had Foles the first time. And he's like, you know, listen, you cannot wear Giants. You have to be professional. And he's telling me, like, okay, all right, I get it. Because he knows I'm an idiot, a buffoon. And I get there, and the Eagle fans are cheering. The Eagle media is cheering. Like Dave Spadaro and all those maniacs. I get back. I'm like, Ken, what the hell was that? The Eagle, Eagle guys are cheering. He's, oh, yeah, they're, they're very unprofessional. I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. So I had to sit there the whole time and deal with that crap. Uh, uh, Chris at 5'6GMAN64 with the season looking to be another washout. Which Giants could you – and I'm going to ask this once, guys, because there's a lot of you asking this. Which Giants could you see being dealt at the trade deadline to clear cap space or gather draft picks? Uh, what giant is he being dealt at? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. The clear cap space. Well, if you're gonna, well, Evan Ingram doesn't make a lot of money, so. Um, well, he said draft picks too. So. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess if. I guess if you know, Evan's name bounced around this time last year, you know. So, I guess if anything, you could look at him again. You know. Yeah. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I would say Ingram, maybe, maybe if they can try, try and get rid of like Golden Tate, but I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to get anything for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that the Giants have to offer yeah. anybody. It's sad. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I, could, I could maybe see that too. Maybe a Tate, you know, uh, pop it up in talks. Um, but haven't heard anything yet. When, when is it? A couple of weeks away. So, yeah, I mean, what, what do we I have to say, offer? Yeah, if anything, I guess, you know, I guess the Evan rumors, let's see if that kicks up again and Golden Tate. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Thomas, how much is it just new coaching and coaching staff and players or no preseason? Uh, hang on. Let me get, let me gather these thoughts. How much is it bad personnel? How much is an early stage of rebuild? Uh, basically, why are they playing so poorly? Is it no off season, uh, personnel, um, coaching? Thanks for your wonderful work and stay safe. Thanks, Tony. It's everything. It's like, it's everything. We talk <laughs> about it all the time. It's personnel. Chris gives you video showing you that the coaching could be a little better in some, some aspects. Also shows you what they do well, but you see, you see it there, right? It, it's, 
it's everything. It's not just one thing. Otherwise, it'd probably be fixed by now. Yeah, we've talked about it. You know, it's it's, it's everything, man. They need a, they need an upgrade in talent. Offensive line's still not good. Jones has regressed a bit, right? Yep. Coaching comes into play. Execution, uh, big mistakes at key times. All that roll into one, <laughs> and you're all in five. Yep. Um, Chris, you just got a direct message. You might want to check that. Uh, judgment Day. What are the odds when Gettleman retires at the end of the year? We promote Kevin Abrams. Well, Judgment Day. I wrote an article about it in last in the last Giant Insider. It's exactly what I think is going to happen. So there you go. You can read it. It's uh, www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to Magster. You hear the whole spiel at the end. You can subscribe and read that. So that's uh, exactly my uh, what I think is going to be the doomsday scenario, my friend. Um, and I'm going to ask this one because a lot of people are asking it. I'm just going to ask it one time. Sal New York, who's a loyal listener, always asks questions. We know the Giants don't like to fire people midseason, but with two teams having already fired a GM, wouldn't it be in the best interest to cut ties now? Hashtag buffoon crew. No matter what, Sal, I just don't think that's going to happen. Would it be best? Listen, man, I think you know our beliefs on this, but I, I don't see it happening. So that's that. What, uh, forget them when they get... Yeah, midseason. Now? No, yeah. no, that's not happening. Nope. Uh, SFL Steven, I loved your guests on the podcast. Thank you, man. Can you get one of our former offensive linemen on to discuss more granular issues? Would love the opinion of D'Lo Harris, Soybert, or even one from the Parcells days. Yeah, we'll do our best. In the, that's an off-season thing. That's what we decided. Sure. Well, so. uh, yeah. And you know what, Jerry? Yeah. Considering how much Thomas has struggled and the offensive line has struggled, that might not be a bad idea to do it midseason now, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, so we'll work on that, folks. We'll try to get one of those guys. Okay? We'll work on it. We'll try. There you go. Good question from Old School Giants. In what areas, if any, has Jones improved since last year? Hashtag buffoon crew. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> I think I have one. I think he's rolling out a little more when, when pressure comes. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> I almost choked. <laughs> okay. Maybe you could do film on that, Chris. Other than that, uh, I don't really see much right now. <laughs> yeah, when the defenders are bearing down on him and ready to kill him, he runs really fast away. Okay, can I say something? Honestly, look, look, you know, he's improving the last few weeks getting two hands on a ball. Yeah. In the pocket. He yes. Even though he had two hands on it last week and yeah. Lawrence still stripped him. Right. But you you see he's making a, a conscious a conscious effort now, Jerry, to put to have two hands on a ball. So he's improving there. Uh, you see it, folks. Trust me. I know he fumbled last week and returned for a touchdown and all that, but he has improved in that. Uh, I believe he's improved when he's run out of the pocket too, sliding a little bit more. He you know, he's not looking to stretch forward to get to the sticks where he you know, a couple of times he lost the ball last year and all that. So um, other than that, I'm sorry. I just don't really see it right now. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Rich Redmond uh, at Rich underscore Redmond 33. Do you think Jones being drafted where he was and its unpopularity along with Gettleman's unpopularity is a major factor that the fan base, the fan base's lack of patience and willingness to tank for Trevor. I think it's everything, Rich. I think you know, for the younger, for the, the generation, for the millennials and the Generation Z, it's the Odell Beckham trade. And especially that he's doing well in Cleveland. They're not over it. Not going to get over it anytime soon. 
They want to get them and go on since that happened. For the older people, Gen X and older, I'll say it's just the fact that they haven't won in so long and we're putting our faith in this and we're saying, all right, run it how you want and it's not working. So it's, again, sorry to say, it's everything. That's it, right? I mean, Chris, I don't know. Am I oversimplifying it? No, listen, that's that's about it, man. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know, yeah. that's about it. A uh, few more fans. You know, fans don't. You know that fans don't want to hear this progress stuff, dude. You know, right? It's too yep. much losing going on, man. Yep. You gotta, you know, you gotta start. I, I understand being, in, you know, and, and there's some positive signs being in these games at end at the end, last the bowling in hand, but you gotta start getting some W's too. You know. Yep. Yeah, so Scott Hubley at Scott Hubley one. Jerry, do you have any lucky rituals or articles of clothing you wear during the games? I'm willing to burn my lucky Eli shirt if you burn yours. Maybe a mass burning will change the tide. I'm at my wits end. Maybe buy a prayer candle. Uh, Scott, you know what, man? You know what's sad? I used to, but now that we lose all the time, I don't have anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I used to wear the same clothes that I wore the last week. Or, I mean, I would move, we have used to have people over all the time. We don't now because of COVID. And it's just a depressing time to get together with the Giants at 0-5. But we used to have people here every week. And I would move people around in their seats. I'd say, get up, move, go over there, change, get on the bar stool, get on the off the couch, get in a stadium seat. Like, I was a lunatic. I was moving people around. I was sending people upstairs. So I used to, but I don't now because nothing works. Because they're 12 and 41. Right. Why would I make anything miserable for anybody who's watching? <laughs> eh, sit where you want. I don't care. Uh, and I like that. The candle shot. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Jeff Muller. Is it pert or pert? We need to settle this <laughs> once and for all. I think it's pert. Um, like, I think it's Matt pert. pert no, there yeah. you go. So we disagree pert. on that too. Yeah, I think it's whatever. I just found out the other guy from Russia who's got to just die. Well, you know. Neil Peart. <laughs> Neil, Neil Peart. I, I didn't know he pronounced it like that. I always said it Peart. Oh, that's so funny. Um, how can we turn this season around? Colleen, 1959. Well, it's going to take a lot more than one podcast. I want to go to Oscar Nieves because he, he's breaking my balls about not asking his hey, question. Jerry, yeah. I got to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Before we get into the next question. Mm-hmm. Nick Gates. Mm. What do you think about it? you know, their move, putting him, uh, you know, making him a center and five games in and the future. I think he's gotten better, I, but I, I got to admit, I, I just think it was lazy. I think it was a lazy thing to do. Like I, I thought they should have invested in that position. And I know Tyler Beatis last week with the fumble with uh, Andy Dalton, it's, it's getting better. But, what's that? I thought that was Dalton. Yeah, I know. Me too. Me too. But everybody's like, oh, Beatus, there he is. There he is. I don't know, Chris. I, I don't like it still. I, 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 Gates was fine at right tackle. That's the funny part. Like, he played last year at right tackle. Like, wow, maybe we have our right tackle. And then we move him to center and bring in Fleming, who's okay now, but he's, he is what he is. He's a journeyman right tackle. It's like, why don't we just leave him there and get a center? So that's my thought still. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, uh, why I ask you this? Because a lot of people ask me on the side, like, "Hey, Chris, how much longer you go with him? You know, I mean, he's struggling a bit, and this and that. Do you, do you move him out of there? You know, right? And, and look, 
I think he's gotten better, no question about it, Jerry. But he's still, you know, he's still. It's a learning process here, and, and it cost them doing games. And I pointed it out a few times, not to get on Nick, you know, not to, hey, this guy stinks. I'm not saying that, trust me, you know. But you see it during the course of games, you know, he's still making mistakes, you know. Um, right. And you look at it and go, well, there was some guys that were still there, you know, in the third round, fourth round, and all that. Was it a mistake? And I don't know, maybe, I guess it's still a bit early, but a lot of people ask you, how much longer do you go with? Do you move them out of there, if, you know? And I, I was like, no, nah, it's too early yet. I still think it's a little too early. Let him keep playing there, yeah. um, uh, you know, and see what happens. But that's going to be evaluated, Jerry, at the end of the season. It's going to be like, okay, why did you guys do that? You know, if, right. if, if he continues to play. And he's just playing all right. You know, right. he's gotten better. Don't get me wrong. He's right. gotten better, you know. Um, but we'll have to see how that plays out. Because a lot of Giant fans ask that. Well, what do you think about that move, Right. Do you think it was worth that move? Do you think he stays there, right? 11 games left. We'll see how it plays out a little bit more. I was curious to get your take on that, Jerry. Yeah, because it, it's it's different than moving, like, from guard to tackle or tackle to guard. It, it just, that seems like an easier transition. Like, moving him to center was just weird, especially when he was a pretty good, in his limited time, right tackle. I, I just, I, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see where it goes. Here we go. Oscar Nieves. If you were to compare this Giants team to a car... Which car would it be? Hashtag ask my question, Jerry. You skipped me twice, Oscar. We, I, I do have to try and get to other people, but thank you. You always ask good questions. <laughs> if I can compare it to a car, you know, I would even, like, my first car was an 85 Chevy Celebrity. It was maroon. Oh, it was a, a babe magnet, Chris. Um, but, you know, but that car got me places, so I can't even compare it to that. This, if this was a team, it breaks down in your driveway. So whatever car you have that, that you can't get going. Or a car that... Uh, breaks down at a key moment, like on a highway at a 20 degree night. <laughs> right, right. And not like even that, like a, you know? yeah, right. Exactly. Cause, yeah. Not that cause we do that anymore. Like when I was a kid, like they would break it down all the time, but I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I can't get my, somebody responded Pinto. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> all right. Let's go one more. Um, why aren't we playing Dylan Mack and Victor? Well, we are playing Mack this week. Oh, here we go. Uh, perfect question for you. For you, Chris, I'm gonna let you go with this one. Rio Kassoon, should the Giants have drafted <clears throat> Claypool in the second round, seeing how decimated our wide receiver depth was instead of McKinney? Thanks for taking my question. Hashtag buffoon crew. You are on the clock, Chris. Um, <laughs> give me a question again. Should we have taken Claypool instead of taking Xavier McKinney? Being oh. that our wide receiver depth is what it is. Yeah, I tell you what, man. <laughs> That's something I would have definitely considered. I probably would have did that. Yeah, I probably would have did that. All right. There you go. What about you? Uh, yes. That's an yeah. easy one. How, sure. would, how would Claypool look with Slayton for the next few years? Pretty good. Got, and Shep in a slot. Mm, not bad. Not bad. Nothing against McKinney. We haven't seen him play yet. I mean, Chris saw him practice and said he's very good, but... Uh, you know, the defense is not the problem on this team now, guys. So I would have, uh, hindsight being 2020, Claypool would have been the guy. All right, buddy. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Maybe have an announcement later? What do you think? Oh, no. tomorrow, maybe or something. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how it plays out. All right, man. Cool. All right, everybody. 
To order a subscription of, uh, to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. And download The Giant Insider app from the App Store. All right, guys. Hopefully we get our first one Sunday. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc